Hi, Beowulf here with Justice Matters. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they are here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. And that takes time. It takes effort. Angie, however, has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie and connect with and hire skilled professionals that you need to get the job done well. Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your specific area, right in your neighborhood. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and website is free to use. Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, Angie.com. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirshner. Former prosecutor who once oversaw the Manhattan DA's office investigation into former President Donald Trump has now testified to the House Judiciary Committee. But things didn't go as planned for Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan. Here's Glenn with details. So, friends, former prosecutor Mark Pomerantz, who investigated the New York state crimes of Donald Trump when Pomerantz was a prosecutor with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, Well, Pomerantz was served a congressional subpoena for testimony. And you know who served him? None other than Republican Representative Jim Jordan, who himself criminally defied an identical congressional subpoena. But unlike Jordan, Pomerantz complied with the subpoena. He showed up, he appeared, and then he took a part piece by piece, Jim Jordan and his dirty little Congressional Committee to Obstruct Justice to Protect Donald Trump. Here is the new reporting from NBC News. Headline, former Manhattan prosecutor frustrates House Republicans at deposition on Trump case. And that article begins, a former prosecutor who once oversaw the Manhattan District Attorney's Office investigation into former President Donald Trump frustrated House Republicans on Friday by repeatedly saying during a deposition that he would not answer their questions about the DA's probe. Mark Pomerantz spent roughly six hours with members of the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee, which really should be renamed, you know, the House Committee to Obstruct Justice to Protect Donald Trump, which is investigating Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's prosecution of Trump. In his opening statement, Pomerantz blasted the inquiry as political theater and condemned the panel's use of a subpoena to compel his participation. So friends, rather than continuing on with the reporting, let's go directly to Mark Pomerantz's opening statement that he gave to Jim Jordan's committee on Friday and Fair warning, I will probably be making some of my own 
editorial comments and observations while I read this letter. Here is how Mr. Pomerantz's opening statement to the House Judiciary Committee starts. I am here because I respect the rule of law. I spent my working life in service to the rule of law, and the rule of law requires a witness to appear for testimony in response to a subpoena, so I am present as required. Friends, make no mistake about it. That was a direct slam of Jim Jordan. That was a direct rebuke of Jim Jordan. That was calling Jim Jordan out for criminally defying a congressional subpoena. The opening statement continues. What I do not respect is the use of the committee's subpoena power to compel me to participate in an act of political theater. This deposition is for show. I do not believe for a moment that I'm here to assist a genuine effort to enact legislation or conduct legislative oversight. We are gathered here because Donald Trump's supporters would like to use these proceedings to attempt to obstruct and undermine the criminal case pending against him and to harass, intimidate, and discredit anyone who investigates or charges him. Any questions, Jim? The opening statement continues. Fortunately, I do not have to cooperate with the cynical histrionics that this deposition represents. Although the rule of law compels me to be here, it does not require that I play a substantive role in your theatrical production. Under the law, I can decline to answer your questions for several reasons. In other words, Jim, you're about to be schooled. You might want to sit back, get comfortable, Take off your jack. Wait, never mind. Pomerantz's opening statement continues. First, I have been instructed by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office that I should maintain that office's claims of privilege and confidentiality in order to protect the integrity of the pending prosecution and continuing investigation of Donald Trump. I intend to honor the district attorney's request, and I will not answer questions to which the district attorney objects. Although I have written and spoken publicly about the Trump investigation, I did so before any criminal charges were brought against Mr. Trump. Now that a grand jury has indicted him, the circumstances have changed. With formal charges now pending, the rule of law is best served if the merits of the case against Mr. Trump are litigated before the court that is hearing that case. This is neither the time nor the place for me to answer questions about the investigation or the pending indictment over the objection of the prosecutors. The charges against Mr. Trump should be heard and decided by a judge and a jury before politicians second-guess their merits or the decisions to bring them. That's how our system works. Those who claim that they respect the rule of law should wait for the courts to do their work. Second, the rule of law also affords me a personal privilege not to answer your questions. Under the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, no person may be compelled to be a witness against himself or herself in a possible criminal case. Shortly before the publication of my book, 
the district attorney's office warned me that I could face criminal liability if, among other things, I disclosed grand jury material or violated a provision of the New York City Charter dealing with the misuse of confidential information. When we were before the United States District Court on April 19th, a lawyer from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said that my book, quote, exposed me to criminal liability. While I am certain I broke no laws, I am not required to answer questions if my answers might be used against me in a criminal prosecution. The Fifth Amendment is a protection for all citizens, including those who have done nothing wrong. Therefore, and on the advice of counsel, I will invoke my rights under the Fifth Amendment, and I will not answer any questions that could conceivably be used against me in a criminal case. Finally, the rule of law permits me to refuse to answer questions that are not pertinent to a legitimate legislative function or that seek information that is protected by the First Amendment's guarantee of free speech. Under the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment, I cannot be punished for refusing to answer such questions. There may be other privileges, such as attorney-client privilege or the work product privilege, that are available to me with respect to certain questions. For all these reasons, I will not be answering questions that relate to my work in the DA's office, my book, or public statements I have made in the past. It gives me no joy to invoke my legal rights, but I am glad that the law allows me not to cooperate with this performance of political theater. As an American, I'm privileged to have the legal rights that I assert today, and I'm hopeful that I live in a country that will continue to respect them. Boy, Mr. Pomerantz really said a mouthful, didn't he? Let's go through some of the points he made in his opening statement. First of all, he called out Jim Jordan for unlawfully defying a congressional subpoena, blowing off a congressional subpoena. To be clear, that constitutes the crime of contempt of Congress. Yet the criminal is now issuing subpoenas to others, expecting them to comply. I think that qualifies as irony at a minimum. And Mark Pomerantz also said, you know, I am declining to testify because the Manhattan District Attorney's Office told me I shouldn't be answering questions. Why? Well, because since the time I last made public statements in my book or otherwise, the landscape has changed. A grand jury has indicted Donald Trump and he's pending trial. And my testimony could compromise Donald Trump's right to a fair trial. It could even compromise the right of the people of New York to a fair trial. Because you know what? The people have a right to a fair trial, not just the defendant. So that was another basis he gave for declining to testify. And then interestingly, he also invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Friends, that one surprised me a bit, but let's talk about it. The reason he gave for that is he said, you know, recently one of the attorneys from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office suggested I might have some criminal exposure for the things I put in my book. Now he said, I disagree with that. I did nothing wrong, but the fact that some prosecutor's office 
has suggested I may have violated the law and they would be entitled to use my testimony against me if I gave testimony before this committee, I'm going to plead the fifth. Boy, that would make me uncomfortable as a former career prosecutor and frankly as a law-abiding American if I really believed I had done nothing wrong, I had committed no crime. And the standard to plead the fifth, to invoke your Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination is if your truthful testimony would tend to incriminate you, you can decline to testify. You can plead the fifth. But here's the thing. There is a way to challenge somebody's invocation of their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. And this is going to take us a minute and we're going to have to go to a, a Team Justice Law School class here. But let's kind of talk through how Jim Jordan could challenge Mark Pomerantz pleading the fifth if Jim Jordan wanted to. We'll put a pin in that. So they could go to court to try to enforce the subpoena, right? They could go to court, they being the House Judiciary Committee, this nefarious committee trying to, you know, block prosecutions against Donald Trump. They could go to court and try to convince a judge that Mark Pomerantz doesn't have a legitimate Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination because he couldn't possibly incriminate himself in any way. That issue can be litigated by a judge and a judge would rule either yay or nay that it was a properly invoked Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination or that it wasn't. And if it wasn't, the judge could order Mark Pomerantz to testify. Here's the thing, friends. Jim Jordan has been yelling and screaming and yammering about how this whole prosecution in New York against Donald Trump is a witch hunt, political retribution. Donald Trump committed no crimes. He shouldn't be prosecuted. So what is Jim Jordan asserting? That the district attorneys who worked on the Trump investigation and who continue to work on the Trump prosecution committed crimes by wrongfully bringing criminal charges against Donald Trump. If that is the narrative Jim Jordan is trying to sell to the American people, at least those gullible enough to fall for it, well then he can't go into court and take the position that Mark Pomerantz can't possibly incriminate himself. Look, Jim, Everything you've been saying suggests that you believe, BS though it may be, that Pomerantz and Bragg and everybody else who's prosecuting or investigating Donald Trump in New York are committing crimes because they're just going after an innocent man for political reasons. Jim, you're not a strategic thinker. You've been made to look a fool. Why? Because you are acting foolishly, nefariously, trying to do Donald Trump's dirty bidding. You know, I would say you ought to cut it out, but you are what you are. But I suspect this will not go any farther. They will not try to enforce the subpoena and compel Pomerantz testimony because they don't have a leg to stand on, because they're playing a bunch of stupid, dirty reindeer games, trying to obstruct 
the legitimate prosecutions of Donald Trump. And Jim Jordan and company will fail, and they will be made to look just as foolish as they are. And then eventually, friends, eventually, justice will win the day. Because justice matters. Coming up next, a Republican billionaire megadonor who has been lavishing expensive gifts and benefits to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas told a Senate committee that he will not cooperate with them. Will he now get a subpoena? This is Justice Matters. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Billionaire Republican donor Harlan Crow has written a letter saying he's refusing to cooperate with Senate Democrats for information on what gifts he has given to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Glenn explains why it won't work. So, friends, recent reporting by ProPublica revealed that Republican billionaire mega donor Harlan Crow has, for a very long time, been lavishing millions of dollars worth of luxury trips and accommodations on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Crow also reportedly purchased Thomas's mother's home, dumped all kinds of money into it to make improvements, and then, of course, let Thomas's mother live there rent-free. Crow reportedly paid the private school tuition of Clarence Thomas's, I believe, grand nephew, who he raises as a son, etc., etc., etc. So not surprisingly, Senate committees have requested information, an accounting from Crow about how much money he has dumped into Clarence Thomas and his family members in what is a pretty transparent influence peddling operation. Are you ready for Harlan Crow's reply? Headline from NBC News, Harlan Crow declines to provide Senate Finance Committee with list of gifts he has given to Justice Clarence Thomas, because of course he declined. The article begins, Republican donor Harlan Crow wrote in a letter to the Senate Finance Committee that he will not provide a list of gifts he gave to Justice Clarence Thomas, who has faced recent calls to step down, to resign, 
to leave the Supreme Court because you have disgraced this nation. Those are my editorial additions. The article continues. Crow conveyed that decision to committee chairman Senator Ron Wyden, which a representative for Crow provided to NBC News. Wyden spokesperson Ryan Carey also confirmed to NBC that the committee had received Crow's letter. And friends, here's what Crow said. Quote, we have serious concerns about the scope of and authority for this inquiry. As you are aware, the committee's powers to investigate are not unlimited, the letter from Crow's lawyer, Michael Bopp, said. The Senate Finance Committee, Bopp argued, lacks a legislative purpose in its request for the list of gifts, saying that the Supreme Court has explicitly stated that Congress has no authority to engage in law enforcement investigations or to conduct investigations aimed at exposing citizens' private affairs for the sake of exposure. The committee also lacks the authority to conduct a tax audit, Bopp wrote, for the purpose of determining whether Justice Thomas complied with ethical standards the chairman believes should apply in this instance. In addition, Bopp said that the panel's inquiry targeting a Supreme Court justice raises substantial separation of powers concerns. The letter argues that the Crows, whom Bopp said have been friends with the Thomases for more than 20 years, have provided hospitality to the justice and his family. The IRS, Bopp wrote, has not been aggressive in arguing a gift tax law applies in that context. He also said that the sale of properties related to Thomas, which the judge didn't disclose, complied with federal and state gift tax laws. Wow. Just wow. So let's take Harlan Crow and his lawyer, Mr. Bops, assertions one at a time. First of all, we have serious concerns about the scope of and authority for this inquiry. As you are aware, the committee's powers to investigate are not unlimited. I'm quite sure the committee is aware of its own powers and the limits thereof. The Senate Finance Committee lacks a legislative purpose in its request for the list of gifts. Well, let's see. Maybe Congress should legislate more robust and farther reaching financial disclosure requirements on Supreme Court justices. And maybe they should legislate and increase the penalties for knowing obvious intentional transparent violations of those financial disclosure requirements. Maybe those penalties should include significant periods of incarceration if you violate the law and you abuse the public trust and you denigrate the legitimacy of the Supreme Court as Clarence Thomas has done. Frankly, this is a legislative purpose palooza. Let's take on Mr. Bopp's next complaint. The committee also lacks the authority to conduct 
a tax audit for the purpose of determining whether Justice Thomas complied with ethical standards the chairman believes should apply in this instance? So what now, Harlan Crow and his attorney, Mr. Bopp, are also representing the interests of Clarence Thomas. They're defending him. They're suggesting he did nothing wrong. Don't look at his tax returns. Whatever you do, don't check to see if Clarence Thomas fully and accurately and truthfully reported all of the income, all of the benefits, the in-kind donations, the tuition payments that he should have reported. No need to pull back that curtain. But Mr. Bopp goes on. Bopp said that the panel's inquiry targeting a Supreme Court justice raises substantial separation of powers concerns. Wow, so now Harlan Crow is raising the grievances of a co-equal branch of government, the judiciary, the judicial branch. Harlan Crow believes, I guess he gets to assert that Congress, the legislative branch, is overstepping its, its bounds. Separation of powers. You have no right to interfere in the judicial branch's business. Now, what is it that gives Harlan Crow standing to assert the rights and grievances of the judicial branch of government? I mean, maybe he does feel like a dues-paying member, right, with all of the money and benefits he's lavished on a Supreme Court justice. Maybe he feels like he's an honorary member of the Supreme Court, right? I mean, goodness knows he's paid enough to have influence there, but still, he doesn't get to assert a separation of powers concern. That's really not for him to decide when a Senate committee is seeking information. You know, that's generally something we leave up to the courts, uh, Harlan. All right, let's just do one more. Bob says that Harlan Crow has been friends with the Thomases for more than 20 years. Harlan Crow has provided hospitality to the justice and his family. Friends, has anybody ever provided you hospitality that included buying your mother's home and letting her live there rent-free and putting your kids through private school? No, Harlan Crow wasn't trying to purchase influence from a Supreme Court justice. Perish the thought. They're just buddies. So what now? The answer is actually pretty simple. It's government 101. It's governing 101. Subpoena the information from Harlan Crow. Then subpoena him to testify. Let him fight the subpoenas in court. He will lose. And then part two of the simple answer, governing 101, the Department of Justice should open an investigation in what seemed to be pretty obvious violations of public financial disclosure laws by Clarence Thomas. You know, the integrity and legitimacy of the United States Supreme Court is too important not to investigate Thomas's obvious transgressions. And 
because justice matters. Gloves off, friends. Gloves off. As always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.